0: I'm sure most of you have seen those hamster exercise wheels you can get, if you have a hamster as a pet. I liken some of my conversations with others, about the Lord, to one of those wheels. Sometimes there is good dialogue back and forth and sometimes you run into one of those situations where there's not much listening going on, where before you finish one statement, the other person is interrupting with another of their own. Where the topic keeps changing on the fly, and you never really get to adequately deal with just one specific area where there are a lot of words flowing from the other person, but not much listening going on. That's when I start to see that exercise will in play and I have learned, by experience, that it serves little purpose to keep that will spinning. I usually pray a silent prayer and ask God to give me just one thing to say that will stick. Sometimes I get an answer and sometimes I don't. I usually try to indicate to the other person that I do hear their perspective and acknowledge that we may differ in our conclusions and ensure that the tone is friendly and not accusatory and then I try to close with that one thought. In my case, it usually has to do with the reality that Jesus is real, unless of course I do get a specific thought from the Lord to close with. I believe, deep down, everyone believes in God. I know, they may state that they don't, but I believe that is a mental thing, where they have decided against what they already know. I also believe that all it can take is one honest look or one honest plea to God, to have the eyes of their heart opened. John Piper has stated the following in an article he wrote that I am quoting. We all know God in the sense that we have this witness in our hearts that we were made for this glory. There is a latent expectancy and longing, and the shape of it is buried deep in our souls. The reason we do not see the glory of God is not that the template is faulty or that God's glory is not shining. The reason is hardness of heart, Ephesians 4:18. This hardness is a deep aversion to God and a corresponding love for self-exaltation. Paul said that the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God. Romans eight seven, and Jesus said that light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light. John three nineteen. Our problem is not that we lack the light, but that we love the dark. This is the hardness of our hearts. I can't argue with John Piper's understanding because I believe it is true. I see this truth displayed throughout the whole of the Holy Scriptures, time and time again, and I have experienced it firsthand many, many times, both with my conversations with others and also with myself and God. In Luke chapter eleven. Jesus tells us how to pray and gives us an example. This is part of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, Luke 11:5 to 13 And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, because a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to serve him. And from inside he answers and says, Do not bother me, the door has already been shut and my children and I are in bed, I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even if he will not get up and give him anything just because he is his friend, yet because of his shamelessness he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you ask, and it will be given to you, seek, and you will find, knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Now, which one of you fathers will his son ask for a fish, and instead of a fish, he will give him a snake? Or he will even ask for an egg, and his father will give him a scorpion? So, if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I find it interesting that Jesus follows the example He gives us about the friend who keeps knocking at the door, with the admonition to ask, seek, and find, including the assurance that if we can do good for those that ask, how much more so will God? And even more so, how Jesus specifically connects this asking to where our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit within us, so that we might begin to comprehend His ways and His thoughts. When we are speaking with others, including sometimes those who are very close and that we truly love, and the eyes of their hearts are shut to acknowledging God, there is not a lot that we can do for them, except pray and knock at that door, for their eyes to be open. And it's important to remember that we only see in part and know in part, but God knows everything about that person. And His timing may not always line up with our expectation of immediate timing. I've seen that happen on many occasions. If you are like me, there are a number of people who I love dearly or care for, that I pray for daily. That would be me knocking on that door, day after day, that their eyes would be opened. I don't believe that God will violate our free will but I do surely believe that He is fully capable of bringing each of us to that point where we decide to call out to Him. I know He did that with me and I have seen Him do that with many others. So when you see that hamster exercise will in effect, understand what it represents and know that we as children of God have a resource that they know not of. Use it. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.